Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, make sure that you are subscribing to our Rumble and Odyssey channel because those are live and they're ready for more subscribers because um, there's always a chance that we might get booted off YouTube. You just never know. We get strikes for the most random things. So um, as with most of the last few episodes, I'm going to start out talking about The Great Create, which is happening May 12th through the 14th in Perry, Georgia. Get your tickets now. 42 bucks for adults. Um, Kids are free, 16 and under. Um, we got a lot of great speakers coming. Uh, we got Reed Coverdale, Shane Hazel, Tia Severino, and John Mons speaking. Uh, We also have a bunch of people talking about different ways to be a little more self-sufficient, self-reliant, that kind of stuff. Uh, We interviewed Dave Miller, Edgar Mills, uh, Kristen Hammock, and we're going to try to get all these folks on the podcast before May. Today, we have Mr. Well, if I can scroll down here, Mr. King Randall. Let's bring him on. King, how you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? Just glad to be here. Doing great. How does it uh, how does it feel to be called King all the time? Because not a lot of people get that title. <laughs> hey, man, it's a, it's a lot of pressure from the parents, I guess. Um, but, you know, we try our best to live up to it and, you know, we make things happen. Yes, sir. I love it. Um, can you give us a, like a brief rundown of who you are and like what your background is? Sure. My name is King Randall. I'm the founder of the Life Preparatory School for Boys in Albany, Georgia. This is the first all-boys boarding school that is free uh, for children in South Georgia. Uh, we don't take any government funding or anything. We are exclusively donor-funded, um, and we have nine students in our boarding school. Um, so we started that back in August, and I've been running the X for Boys program for about four years. More, more, people, uh, more people know me from that. Um, the X for Boys program, where I teach uh, young men how to work on cars, houses, uh, firearms training, how to read, etc. I mainly started this program and the school just to kind of uh, get away from uh, the, the public school system. Um, my goal is to eventually eradicate the entire school system in my hometown of Albany, Georgia. We want to create our own school system that is, is by the people and for the people. Um, that's what I want to do for our children. Um, our children are graduating school, not being able to read. Uh, the teachers are being mistreated. Um, the school system in itself is just not well. It is doing what it's supposed to be doing. That's creating slaves. I mean, that's not what we want. Um, we want to make sure our boys and our uh, girls are learning what they should, uh, creating families and um, creating people that will go against the system and create their own systems and uh, make thriving, uh, good communities. Of course, the government does not subscribe to that because that doesn't make them any money. Um, but here we are trying to make us some money and, and actually make better communities for our uh, for our people. I love that. I love that. And our viewers are going to really enjoy hearing some of that. Um, So aside from all those really good reasons for starting the school and starting this program, um, like what was the, what was like trigger moment for you that put you down this path of, of taking on something so big? Um, One of my classmates got sentenced to 30 years in prison. Um, When we were 18, Um, his, his younger brother committed a murder. Um, he wasn't there, but he hit the murder weapon 
And um, he got sentenced to 30 years in prison. Um, I tried to go and, like, advocate for him. And, um, you know, we didn't ha- we don't have any rehab programs for juvenile or youth offenders or mm-hmm. just young men in general uh, here in Albany. Um, so that's where I got the idea to start the uh, X for Boys program. Um, and, and I started taking young men on field trips and teaching them how to read, et cetera, because our children, they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us to not have any rehab programs for juvenile offenders, they're just leaving jail. And going right back, the recidivism rate is ridiculous. You know, yeah. for our program for children that we've taken from the juvenile court system, um, none of them have went back to jail. And that's something I love to tout. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, how long have you been running this? Uh, since 2019. I was 19 years old. Yeah, I was 19 years old when I opened the program. Um, and now I'm 23. That's a lot for a 19-year-old to take on. If you had told me to start a school when I was 19, that school would have collapsed in about a month. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to want to do it. Anybody can do anything they really want to do. So. Yeah, that's kind of what I've concluded uh, at the age of 37 now. <laughs> it yes, t- took me a little longer it. than you. <laughs> Understood. No worries. We all have our path, and we all have things that we're supposed to be doing and at the time that they should. There are no coincidences, and everything happens for a reason. I love that. Um, what, uh, why, why automobiles and why working on cars? Like what, what made you want to do that path? Um, it's not necessarily a specific thing as to why I started teaching them how to work on cars and houses. Um, it's just some of those things that I believe boys should know how to do. And also it, it builds confidence in them. You got to think a lot of children, especially boys uh, who are not academically inclined or athletically inclined, they're just kind of sitting there most days and not knowing how to do anything or whatever, but to be able to change oil on a car, to be able to change a tire, to put on a tie, to be able to know how to paint, to know how to cut hair, to know how to weld, to know how to properly use a firearm, horseback riding, traveling, etc. It gives you a little bit more confidence. And, and, and the only way a man and a boy operates is with confidence. So they walk different when they could say they know how to do something like, you know, so for some of my boys who, uh, again, who are not ac- academically inclined or athletically inclined, they learn how to fix a, a, a alternator. They're like, oh, yeah, I can fix an alternator. Like, it's I know how to do something, you know, and they get certificates for the things they learn how to do. And, and that's the beauty of it all. You know, they get to learn how to do stuff. They see things that they're learning how to do. And they, they walk different. They talk different. And, and for them to learn something new and learn a trade, it builds confidence in them. And also just teaches them other ways to make money other than selling drugs or rapping or or what have you, getting into things that are illegal. They could always go paint a car. Paint, well, you can't paint a car, but go paint a house, <laughs> uh, you know, fix an alternator, cut some hair, whatever, to, to fund things. And that's what I did to fund our program originally before we went viral or anything like that. I funded our program literally from cutting hair and fixing cars and working on houses. That's what I did. So wow. if we wanted to go on field trips, I had to go paint a house, and I had to go cut some hair. So I'm up 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning cutting people's hair and everything like this is my life for a bit, you know, but here we are now. We got a little bit of notoriety and uh, people are supporting us. Yeah, I noticed that from from looking through y'all's website. That's amazing. Got a lot of support in there and you got a lot, really good. Actually, I'm just going to go ahead and pull that sucker up. Let's see. Sure. Um, yeah. So for those watching, uh, I pulled up uh, the extraboys.org. Um, and yeah. If you want to go to this website, you can check out everything that, that King's doing over there. And um, we got a lot of good stuff going on. Um, can you can you give us a, like a brief rundown of like what a day is uh, at, at this school? Yeah, most people love hearing that. Uh, so 
Um, we get I get up every day at four. I get up at four in the morning. Um, I go hit the gym. Um, or I and then after that I'll go do either jujitsu or boxing. Um, in the morning times and my that day, well that part of the morning usually ends at about six o'clock. Mm-hmm. I go and shower. Um, my other instructors they get the students up at about seven in the morning. They get up at seven. They go and exercise on their own. Uh, while I'm squaring myself away for the day, um, we all get the students to the school because um, we have a boarding house. So we get the kids to the school at about eight o'clock. Uh, they kind of square their rooms away. Um, you know, they uh, we clean up everything, uh, wash their faces, brush their teeth, or what have you. Put on uniforms if we're wearing uniforms for that day, and um, we get to the school. Um, they do their work till about twelve to start out. They do lunch. They go outside and play usually. Um, after they play, they'll do um, their a- afternoon lessons. After their afternoon lessons, we'll get ready for a Bible study. I do Bible study Monday through Wednesday uh, with the students. So Monday through Wednesday, uh, my after school kids also come in um, during that time also. Um, so after my after school come, kids come in, those kids are ages 11 to 17. The school is only boys uh, in sixth grade. Um, but our after school kids come in. I do Bible study from 6 to 7.30. Um, after 6 to 7.30. Um, the boys go home, they get to the boarding house, they take baths, they get themselves squared away, um, and they get ready to go to bed. And that's it. That's, that's usually the day and rinse and repeat unless we have a field trip or visitors or workshops or what have you, but that's like a basic day. Yeah. Gotcha. What, uh, what kind of field trips do y'all go on? Uh, we go visit museums. Uh, we go out of town to like, uh, sometimes we just go out of town just to take them different places or go to the beach or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also go out of town for like our different trainings. Like sometimes our firearms training is in Atlanta. So we'll go there. Um, but yeah, field trips are anywhere. I mean, we've been all over the country. We've been to Los Angeles, New York, Cincinnati, Miami, San Diego, uh, Sacramento, wow. uh, New York, Chicago, Dang. Detroit. I, <laughs> so we, we've been a lot of cow. places. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, we, Y'all been all over. <laughs> yes. We've been a lot of places in the past few years. Um, and we just left Utah uh, back in November. Um, we I had that was a, cold. Um, it, it was cold, but it was awesome. Um, we had a company uh, called X Insurance. Uh, they paid for us to come out there. They put us on their private jet. They flew me and all the students down. Um, they paid for every single thing. Put us in this cool, these cool ranch houses, and took us to Walmart. Let us get whatever we wanted. And I mean, it was amazing. We toured their insurance office and. We actually learned a lot of things about insurance that we didn't know originally. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it was a beautiful experience, but like I said, we've been world traveled and most of our students have never been anywhere except for when they come with me. We have a lot of students that come to me who have never been outside of our hometown. We have adults that have never been outside of our hometown, like literally haven't wow. been 20 minutes up the street, you know, uh, well, 20 minutes to the next city over. Like it's that serious. Kids don't have any type of traveling experience at all. So interesting. Yeah, that's interesting because that, that's kind of how the world used to be, you know, like 200 years ago, you don't, most people don't travel very far outside their hometown, but right. like, that's kind of unheard of these days. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah. Where I am students and kids, they don't go anywhere. They hadn't even been to the beach before. They haven't even seen a sky. Like I just take them up the street, like two hours away to Atlanta and they're just taking pictures of the skyscrapers and the buildings and stuff. <laughs> and I go to Atlanta like every other week, like right. they've never been. So they just like taking pictures of every single thing. Never seen cool cars before. You know, so it's it's definitely a different experience for our students to be able to see. Yeah, have you uh, have you ever met Edgar Mills? I had him on the podcast. He's a he was a Green Beret. 
No, no, sir. I haven't okay. met him before. All right. Well, he he's going to be at the Great Create. We got to get y'all hooked up because he is a sure. great person for firearms training. Like, I would love that. Uh, no, I would absolutely love it. He does some survival training and stuff as well. He's really interesting, dude. Um, yeah, I think. Y'all oh, I love survival that. training. <laughs> yeah, I think y'all have a lot to talk about. <laughs> okay, that works absolutely. Nice. Um, well, like during the day, uh, like when y'all are at school. Aside from like the the practical things you teach kids, which I love, like I, I I'm a big fan of like YouTube University, like learning all like I, I'm building yeah. out, I build out vans for a living now. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I learned all the electrics myself based on YouTube and like all that. Kind YouTube. Of yeah. YouTube. And yeah. I love I love that. But like aside from, you know, learning about cars and stuff like that, like what is your what is y'all's like approach to teaching the kids throughout the day? I mean, academic, academic wise, the the students are, I don't think there's anything wrong with the basic common core curriculum at all. It's just how it's being taught and what's being taught. Um, Right. And and who's teaching it? Uh, Because our boys, they don't, I don't see them thriving in the regular classroom. I mean, they Mm -hmm. have to sit down and look and, and be quiet and listen to people talk for seven hours a day. I don't know. No, no, no. That I can't even do that on a daily basis. So right. imagine, you know, a, a middle school, elementary school kid having to sit there and be quiet. And I think that's dumb. I, I, you're not going to teach them the best way like that. Um, that's why, like, kids in Chicago can't read. They can't find one African-American student up there that can read on grade level. Like, But mm. that's our reality. Like, that, that's our reality of what's happening. And But it's being done on purpose. And they have so much money to be able to fix these things for our students, but they don't. But our approach, you know, again, is, is letting the boys be boys. They they are – we don't, like, hog them in the classroom. Like, they can take their laptops when they're doing their online work, and they can go sit wherever they want to go sit in the, in the office. They can go sit in the corner. They can go sit in the closet. They can go do whatever they want to do when it comes to your schoolwork as long as it gets done. Um, yes. As long as you, you're paying attention. So, like, literally, they be on the couch or they'll be upside down on the monkey bar or whatever. As long as the work is getting done. You know, that's we let boys do what they do. Like boys have to be boys. Um, we let them fight. I mean, it, we, whatever is going to let them get it out. Because um, I mean, boys are going to fight. It's, it's nine boys in the same house. They're going to fight all the time. And no, mom, I'm not calling you unless somebody's nose gets broken or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. And they just get over it and then they continue with the day. Like that's yeah. that's life. Instead of every time they do something, you got to call mom. And every time they blink. You got to call home and suspend them and send mm. them to in, to in school suspension. Like, all oh, that's stupid. And so then they just stop caring about school and then they stop, you know, wanting to learn and stop wanting to be there and not even want to do anything better for themselves because they just, it seems like they're a criminal when they go to school. Um, so mm. their approach is just allowing them to, to be themselves. And we still have discipline, of course, but, you know, we still allow them to be boys. Um, there's no like crazy approach. It's just allowing them to be what they are. Um, and allow them to have emotions and, you know, run around or do whatever, talk, you know, whatever. It's That's that's what we allow them to do. So we don't have to do anything special or have any special flash cars or nothing like that. It's just we allow them to do um, what they feel best to be able to do their work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's how we make that happen. I love that. I love, like, the, you just allow them to get to like finish their homework, do their stuff, like do all their work in the way that they Mm -hmm. see fit. Like, that's awesome. Cause like, I remember back when I was in elementary school, I would, there's this one time I got the answer right. 
and I, but they didn't like how I got to the answer. And yeah. they, they, they failed me because of that. And I was like, that's it. I'm done with school. Like, you're going to fail me yeah. because you didn't like how I did things. Like, that's it's, ridiculous. It's stupid. Right. <laughs> so I, yeah, I really they, like they make a They want to make a, a NPC, an AI robot. You got to do everything this way and everything that way. And if you do it the wrong way or think the wrong way, then you're wrong. You're a bad person. You know, it's yeah. stupid. But drove me nuts. Yeah, so I I probably would have benefited from a school like this because I couldn't pay attention yeah. to class. I had, you know, I had I had ADD. I did, I just wanted to be out playing, doing stuff, get you know, working with my hands. Like ah, looks like we lost him. All right, we're back. Uh, quick edit because yeah, <laughs> I guess King got a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, I I had one more question, um, and that was mm-hmm. or I have many more questions, but one was pertaining. Uh, have you gotten any pushback about it being like a school for only boys? Because I know that these days people want to combine everything and any type of separation is seen as inequality. And I was, yeah, I just want to know, like, have you gotten any pushback for it being a school for just boys? Not, not at all. As far as separating the genders for school, I haven't, I mean, I'm sure I'll climb that tree eventually, but as of right now, I haven't gotten anybody upset about just doing boys or just doing girls or, or I, I mean, I've had people ask like, so what if a, what if a boy wants to be a girl that comes here? As long as he has a penis, he can attend. I don't care what he wants to be. You will learn how to be a man when you get here though. Um, our uniform does not change. Our uh, policies don't change as far as haircuts or whatever like that. All that's going to be the same. So you're going to learn how to do everything that's in our curriculum while you're here. I don't care if you want to be a girl. I don't care if you're homosexual. I know people Ask about that too. Homosexuality has nothing to do with being a man. My issue is when you're trying to be something that you're not. Um, mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine, you know, he he's a homosexual, but he's a guy like me. Like he's not trying to be a girl or nothing like that. Or he doesn't even date girly boys or whatever like that. He dates guys that act like guys because he likes guys. Right. I'm just like, why would you try and date a guy that looks like a girl? Then you just go date a girl. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, you're confused. So, you know, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. One, actually, one of my students is homosexual, one of them. Um, but he still interacts with everybody the same. Everybody's normal. And it's, it's whatever, you know, yeah. it's, but you're still going to learn how to be a boy here. You know, you're going to learn how to be a man. That, that's the thing. I, I just have an issue with trying to be something that you're not. Other than that, I don't care what you decide to do in the bedroom. It has nothing to do with me. Nice. Love it. <laughs> um what uh what are your plans for the future for the school and for you and you in specific um well i do plan to eradicate the entire school system in our hometown within five to seven years um hopefully sooner um but the business plans that i have for doing that will require about five to seven years time um i do plan to venture out into some other things eventually as far as business and, um, you know, my personal brand. Um, but we'll ride that boat when it gets here. But other than that, for the school, I just want to expand it and eventually start a sister program for girls mm-hmm. um, and eventually almost not necessarily arrange any marriages, but pair those students together to, poten- to potentially make families. Um, you know, of course, we're not going to say, hey, you should date this person, but we're going to try and put the students that are equally yoked in the same room, you know, with each other sometime and make sure they – 
interact and you know we were, we'll have proms and teach them how to date and teach them how to court and all those things like that from both sides you know i have a, a woman who will be running the girls school and i'll you know be behind the boys school and we'll have partner days and dances and prom and dinners and stuff like that to teach them you know how to interact with the the opposite gender appropriately you know right. appropriate conversations to have you know how do you sit what do you wear proper etiquette uh, things like that but um yeah eventually we do wish for those students to even pair with each other and and make families and marry because they would have been raised in the same type of environment and obviously they would be equally yoked just depending on you know what they want to do with their future they want to be a doctor or a lawyer or what have you so all right when or uh, how does how does one like apply to your school and how does that whole process work Right now, enrollment is closed, um, so I can only afford the students that I have right now. I had wished to to take some more students this next year, but we're not going to be able to afford that. Um, like I said, we're exclusively donor-funded unless we get somebody that will give us a yearly endowment of such and such, which I'm sure we're on our way to. Um, we can only afford the students that we have right now. So right now, we're, we're closed for enrollment. I did wish to open up. Um, I do have my sixth graders, and I have my two sons that attend my school also. Mm -hmm. um i will be getting like two other um little four or five year olds to attend school with my oldest son because he's going to kindergarten um but other than that um we're enrollment is closed as of right now but our after school program for those of you who are in georgia uh, or in albany in particular um our website is the xforboys.org and our after school program is open to all boys ages 11 to 17 um you just have to bring them to me monday tuesday and wednesday that's the only thing i need you to do love it what do y'all do in the after school program uh, same thing, uh, workshops, working on cars. I bring in speakers. I have people come work with them on different things. Last week, I learned how to make beats on a, on with some DJ guy. He produces stuff. I don't know anything about that, but they had a blast doing that. Um, you know, I have people come and talk to them. Um, they, we do field trips with after school also. Um, just kind of around the same things, mainly just keeping them busy. Uh, I think that's our boys issue is just not doing stuff. We have to mm -hmm. give them things to do. And they're just sitting at home in those bad environments all the time. They find stuff to get into, and it's usually not anything good. But if I can keep them away from home as long as possible until it's bedtime, then, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm doing my job. Yeah, it's those downtimes that are the problem because, <laughs> yes, man, yes, boys are just going to find the things that will get them in trouble. <laughs> yes, they are going to find things to get into, and we have to circumvent that and try and figure out ways uh, to, to keep them busy and keep them uh, out of the streets, per se. Um, like I always tell people who have other programs, um, I'm just like, dude, like, just keep the kids busy. It doesn't have to be anything that I'm doing or whatever. I'm like, just do something. Mm -hmm. Do something. Nice. What's, yeah. uh, what's your favorite thing to, like, do with the kids? Um... You, I like when they challenge me on stuff, like challenging me to push-ups or racing or whatever like that. You know, I just love when they, they try and see, like, how much of themselves can they give to beat me. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just love the little alpha male thingy they try and do. But they always <laughs> challenging me at something. So, I always have to, to, to tear my hamstrings up trying to race them and stuff like that. But, yeah, it usually works out in the, in the good for me in the end. <laughs> um. Do, do y'all function like a, like a normal school year? Like you, you go uh, mm -hmm. basically nine months and then have three months off kind of deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they also go home for breaks too. Like even though we have them 24 seven, they're, they're home on spring break right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they go home for breaks. Uh, so whenever they have a, a break, they go home, whether that be a day break or a two day break or a weekend, you know, we have where they could go actually go home and spend mm-hmm. time. So how does the, how does the boarding work for y'all? Like, I know that can be pretty logistically challenging and definitely financially challenging. Like how, do, how does that work for y'all? I would say the the boarding part is actually the cheapest, easiest part. Give it, having them somewhere to sleep is not the hard part. Mm. It's the, it's the bills. Um, it's the, like our school's mortgage is like four grand and then mm. the light bill and the internet mm. and the, the insurance and the re- reoccurring things that we have to pay every month. Um, feeding them is cheap. Uh, housing them is cheap. It's the, the recurring bills we got to pay all the time. So, um, cause then we have our office building. We got to pay the light bill for an insurance and, whatever tears up uh air conditioning units whatever miscellaneous things they may mess up or whatever mm-hmm. that stuff but our bills are like five figures monthly so th- that's the hard part yeah. um but actually having the kids and doing stuff with them that's that's cheap i always i mean i have two kids of my own and i've taken care of kids for like five years the kids aren't the hard part uh <laughs> i don't think it's i don't even think it's super financially challenging like I, I i don't spend a whole lot on my kids i don't like i mean we buy regular clothes we go out of town we feed them i mean i think toddlers are the cheapest thing to have they don't <laughs> eat a whole lot you know they they just want to play with toys yeah i mean <laughs> I, I don't know because some people are like oh babies are expensive i'm just like not really. I don't think so. I don't. I, 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 I haven't lived that life. I'm like even my teenage boys. I'm like, I don't. It's not hard. They just want to eat and have clothes. Like I don't think that's expensive. Just feed them. Like, yeah. yeah. My brother just had a baby, and he's saying the same thing. He was like, all these people like talk about how expensive it is. This baby eats like nothing, and yeah, it's fine. Especially if the mom <laughs> breastfeeds. Yeah, like my kids want breastfed. I didn't. We didn't have to buy formula or nothing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and he he talks about how like everyone talked up how difficult like changing diapers was, and he was like, "This is like the easiest yeah. thing." What are they talking about? Like, no, right? It's just not that difficult. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, sounds like y'all are y'all are pretty well equipped to to do that because. Uh, yes. Yeah, because it definitely gets talked up in like TV shows and movies and stuff mm-hmm. about how like insane it is and difficult. And I'm sure there are times when it is. Um, they try and discourage people yeah. from having kids. You got some yeah. people running around here. Just, I don't want kids. I don't want kids for no reason. Like, bro, kids are a joy. I love my babies. My sons mm-hmm. are. I love to put in the car seats in the car and a thousand questions and and writing on the wall and everything that comes with that being the dad. I enjoy. I enjoy every bit of it. I don't have a problem with it at all. But again, that's for people who actually want to do it. I've always wanted to be a dad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I enjoy having kids around. I want I want a lot of children. I want like nine, ten kids. I want so many grandkids. I don't even know all their names. Like, <laughs> that's that. I want a big family. I love it. Well, King, we're running out of time here. Um, what is the best way people can support you um, and support what y'all are doing over there? Yes, uh, you can go to our website at thexforboys.org. That's T-H-E-X-F-O-R-B-O-Y-S.org. You can go there to see how to donate, find our social media pages. Uh, all of my social media is at New Emerging King. Uh, it's literally that. Or you can go find me on Google. Just type in King Randall or the Extra Boys, 
you can't find it on Google or you can't find it on the website or you can't find us on social media. I, don't, I just don't think it's meant for you to find us. Uh, but we have a, a million ways for you to find us. So please go and find us uh, and send some support our way. Uh, come volunteer, whatever you like. Um, all of that would be awesome. Awesome. King, it was so good talking to you. I'm stoked to meet you at the Great Creative. It's going to be a good time. Going to be awesome. I can't wait. Heck yeah. Thank you all for tuning in this week. Uh, Make sure you tune in next week. We'll have another episode of the Free Georgia Podcast. And make sure you tune in on Thursday night for Liberty Libations with Cynthia McKinney. We'll see you all later. Peace.